Welcome to Shekinah International Podcast. Our ministry reflects the five-fold ministry model Apostle Paul mentions in Ephesians 4, 11, and 12. Our podcast features leaders from multiple churches who are passionate about equipping Christians just like you to walk in purity and power, fulfilling your God-given purpose. God wants to do great exploits through you, so enjoy today's podcast. He who is within us. This includes children, yet we have disarmed our children by occupying them with cookies and games and isolating them to bad rooms. Okay, I'm going to say it again. Children, we have, the body has, yet we have disarmed our children by occupying them with cookies and games and isolating them to back rooms, away from the deep things of the spirit, while reading them nice Bible stories. We create doctrines that a child cannot be expected to lay hands on the sick, cast out devils, or speak with tongues. We inadvertently tell our children that they must be this tall and this age before they can run the race with endurance and be taken seriously. That is what we teach our children. This is a crippling, this is crippling a generation and the enemy is devouring them. Our children do not need entertaining but equipping. That's it. I repeat, our children do not need entertaining but equipping. We must train them up in the way they should go. We must teach them to war. Arrows in the quiver. It is no coincidence that the enemy targets the younger generation. There is nothing new under the sun. His tactics simply change in verbiage and presentation. But make no mistake, the plan is the same. He sets out to bring a fatal bull to identify. And when identity is lost or killed, purpose is abandoned. I say this again. His tactics simply change in verbiage and presentation. But make no mistake, the plan is the same. He sets out to bring a fatal blow to identity, and when identity is lost or killed, purpose is abandoned. The devil does not want a mighty generation to arise from holy fire in their eyes. When your life is hidden with Christ and God, the window is your soul. The win- when, excuse me, when your life is hidden with Christ and God, the window to your soul cannot deny the presence of his all-consuming fire. Our children are not exempt from carrying this fury gaze. I was reminded of the passage from Psalm 127 regarding children. Behold, children are a heritage and a gift from the Lord, the fruit of the womb, a reward. Like arrows in the hand of a warrior, so are the children of one's youth. How blessed, happy, fortunate is the man whose quiver is filled with them. They will not be ashamed when they speak with their enemies at the city gate. Children are compared to arrows in the hand of a warrior. Our children are meant to be fully equipped so that they can release the kingdom of God. Yet, we make them arrows without tips. Ooh, that's good. Mm. Yet, we make them arrows without tips. And then we wonder why the enemy comes and mocks when all he sees is a stick instead of an arrow. The devil is not not to blame for all this complacency regarding our children. We have desired our own personal encounters with God. The devil is not to blame for all of this complacency regarding our children. We have desired our own personal encounters with God while denying them theirs. The truth is, our children need not only to see us lying prostrate before the Lord, but they must hear us invite them to do the same. They need to be in the room where we are praying and worshiping God in an undone state. They need to be commissioned to go and to minister to the Lord in the schools and in the communities. This is how the tip is fashioned and the spirit upon these senses. I sense this so strongly that our children need to be awakened and called to action. I heard the Lord speak these words to me following 
the time alone with them. Raise up the children, awaken the children, pull them out of the quiver and release an onslaught on the powers of darkness. Reclaim their birthright before there is ever a chance to make them prodigals. Teach them to stay close to me. Introduce them to Abba. Help them to know that they are a holy habitation now. Amen. If you know a child or have children, I have news for you. You are officially in children's ministry. <laughs> I love it. Ministry Grandkids to count yes, too. <laughs> ministry to children begins at home and not in a corporate building. That's right. That's children right. do not need babysitters at church. They need fellow warriors around them to sharpen their points so that they can be arrows under the Lord. They need to know who they are in Christ so that their identity is sealed. I believe that we will see very young children prophesying and fulfilling the mandate in Mark 16, 15 to 18, alongside other generations. But it all happens when we begin to see them, not as a hindrance, but an inheritance. Send out the arrow. Send the enemy fleeing in terror at the sight of God's children of war. Mm -hmm. You know, as I'm reading this, I'm just remembering, Stephanie, when I would go to First Friday worship, mm -hmm. and you had your children with you, oh, yeah. and Jaden playing the drums, mm -hmm. and the prophesying with the kids. Yeah. I just was just amazed. I just, because you had taught them well. Mm -hmm. You had that tip. Yeah. You didn't just let them kind of be there. You involved them, and I think that's where we, uh, as Shakina, that's why it's so important. We may have a word from Karen Tender, maybe another young ch child that's here, but they see things too. Yes, they do. And that's part of the equipping part. Mm -hmm. The equipping is so important because they do have a part. And when when their identity is attacked, something's happened, that passion is killed. As adults here, we have a responsibility to equip. Yeah. Is anyone burning to pray into that? Is anyone burning for that? We say that all the time. There's no Holy Spirit Junior, yeah. and it's important. And that's the culture that we want to create. We haven't put that on the website yet, but it's a big part of who we are. There will never be a children's church here. There will never be a children's church. They will sit beside us. They will be in here. We are a family. If we want true koinonia, and we want a true culture of what the body of Christ really looked like back in the days of Acts, guess what? There were crying babies and little two-year-olds running all over the place, getting jelly all over their faces or whatever. That's how it was. <laughs> And in the midst of that, the adults had to learn how to focus and hear better because they had to learn how to be sniper-focused or had to know how to do target fixation and stay focused on what it was God was doing without getting distracted and yet still be good parents to the kids that were in the room. And the children got to witness the power of God moving. And people talk about my kids all the time. The best thing I did for them was I let them see me war. I let them see me cry. I let them see me fight. I let them see me fail. And I told them where I messed up, when I messed up, and I asked for forgiveness immediately. Yeah. Transparency and vulnerability with your children is so important. They know I've had an abortion. They know my testimony. They know. I didn't hide that from them. You know, that was a hard thing to tell them. Cammie struggled with it for several years. But... Because I was transparent, because I was honest about the grace that I needed, they understand the grace of God to a whole new level that I never did at their age. We talk very straight with them. And by the grace of God, we have two beautiful, well, I have three. Jackie's my other baby. Hi. Three beautiful warriors, okay? Yeah. She's my favorite right now, in case you want to know. <laughs> it rotates, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, I'm teasing. I'm teasing. Yeah. I don't have favorites, so I don't repent. Yeah. <laughs> 
But um, that's really important to us. So you'll see some things coming up on the website pretty soon where we're talking about that. We want to start to put that out there. When we go and visit Chuck Pierce and other ministries, um, when I go with Ed Watts down to see Jamie Fit and other, they have everything from little 12 months old up to seven, eight years old. And they're doing the flags and they've got the swords and they're doing prophetic things. And there's someone that helps them do those prophetic acts. And when the prophetic words come forth, <clears throat> um, if the kid comes up and says he has something, like I remember being there one time and all the kids are doing the flags and the sword. And this little boy comes up to me and he's got this plastic um, sword and he goes I want to knight you I said yes sir I get down on my knees and it's dead serious I knight you in the name of the Father Son and the Holy Spirit for the next thing that God's called you to do and I'm telling you it was one of the most profound experiences I'd ever had and another one comes up and waves this colored flag over me the Lord wants to bring you joy again and I'm like Bleh, you know yeah. everybody else is the adults are all doing their own thing these little kids are ministering to my heart there is no Holy Spirit junior. Can you say that with me? That is true. Holy Spirit doesn't change regardless of who he embodies. Right? It's just the measure of character and our own willingness to go through the process and to yield to him that determines how much he's able, willing, or going to flow through us. Right? Amen? So I've got the next word here. Um, I love this one. Actually, can I give you that second sure. one? Sure. Okay. I'm going to put this on here. I know I made it too tall. I was laughing. I'm so sorry. That's okay. Watch I know. Talking that like, earlier. It felt so bad. She's I can like, adjust. It's all in position. I forget I'm the jelly green I figured out here. This one's by um, Anita Alexander. We felt like this was really important to share because it aligned with some of the words that God had given us the last couple years, but it was just another confirmation. I was listening to that. Has anyone heard that Chris Valentin teaching recently that talks about the providence and the sovereignty of God and how when this big harvest comes in that we're going to see some of the Ananias and Sapphira stuff again. And he said something very interesting. He said, Peter, in that moment, having received the grace of God himself after having denied Christ, probably was not thinking God is going to kill Ananias and Sapphira for lying in that moment. I'd never thought of that before. I'd never thought of that before. But think of it. Peter, the one that was forgiven the unpardonable sin of denying Jesus, is telling them, dare you lie to the Holy Spirit, thinking God is going to give them grace just like he gave him grace. And instead, they keel over and go home. So that whole message, if you get a chance to listen to it, is excellent. That's by Chris Valentin. And sometimes when there's a large harvest coming in, God does function in the place of sovereignty and providential power for the sake of letting those that are coming in know and letting us know this is a holy privilege. These are precious children. Do not touch my anointed. We have to handle those that are coming in with care. And those that are coming in need to know God is holy. And he doesn't play around, right? So she says this, For the last month or two, a reoccurring vision keeps coming before me. It is an image of the Son of God's feet in gigantic scale coming to earth and landing with such dominion, power, and might causing a shaking like that of atomic proportions. Which is interesting. I just had a vision of an atomic bomb going off in one of the dungeons of hell the other day. So even that... God is taking ground. Within these, sidebar, bunny trail squirrel. Within these last months and weeks, I have had numerous dreams which I believe reveal what this vision entails and what it's going to look like. The sovereignty of God comes with power and brings both reward and recompense. Okay, so you get the blessing or the Sapphira experience. Uh. 
We are about to meet with the sovereignty of God, whereby God steps in and supersedes man. With this sovereign coming, there will be a delivering of rewards and judgments, both. And it reminded me of the reckoning word God gave us last year. Isaiah 40.10, see the sovereign Lord comes with power. He rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. The Lord is coming with power and he is bringing a reward with him. Note that this reward also brings recompense. Recompense means to make amends to someone for a loss or harm suffered to compensate. Come on, can anybody say, I'm ready for my payday? Ready for my Let me tell you something. Amen. My recompense has been stored up in its time. I receive it, Father, and I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Let it be known the sovereign king in the kingdom is about to invade the earth in proportions we have not yet experienced, and with that will come the reward of the faithful and the unfaithful. The faithful are stepping into their season of harvest. Can anybody say amen? Yes. amen. 2020, we'll see the beginning of the Lord delivering great reward for those who have stood faithful in the last seasons of testing, firing, and trial. We will see promises beginning to be fulfilled by the hand of the Lord. We will see great demonstrations of breakthrough. Can you say breakthrough? Breakthrough. Come on. As the faithful simply step into their season of harvest, these rewards will carry recompense and will bring great sense of justice to those who have not quit, who haven't lost heart, and have endured this last challenging, trying season. I just hear well done for some of you. Galatians 6, 9 says that there is a reward and a reaping in an appointed time for those who do not quit, who do not lose courage, who do not faint. We are now crossing over to that harvest of reward. It is the appointed time. What is noteworthy to recognize is that throughout Scripture, the giving of the reward to the faithful coincides with the reward of, for the unfaithful. That's interesting. They happen simultaneously. Mm -mm. This now leads me to unpack a few dreams I have had in recent weeks revealing the coming of the Lord in the season, which, to be honest, in some ways were terrifying and brought such a deposit of the fear of the Lord into my life. I realize the words that follow may appear heavy, but I cannot step away from what the Lord has revealed to me in these terrifying dreams of the night regarding the coming days. I feel compelled by the Lord to reveal what he has shown me so that the people may understand what is happening and what it could look like. Confusing, during confusing and uncertain times. She goes on to say... For the time has arrived for the judgment to begin with the household of God. The Lord has been speaking to me about the harvest time that has come in his church, Matthew 13, and how this is the time he is separating the tares from the wheat. You're already starting to see this. We notice the passage is not referring to a harvest of souls, but rather a harvest of the church. The separating of that which are true sons of light, that is wheat, and the counterfeit sons of light, that is tares. Until the harvest time, tares look like wheat, but when the wind blows, you know, you've heard that teaching? You know how you can tell the difference between a tear and wheat? When the storm comes and when the wind blows, the tear stands up straight and will not bow low. Proud, 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 proud. I will not bend. I will not shift. I will not go low. The wheat says, Lord, not my will, but thy will be done. And it bends with the wind. It trusts that it won't break. And when the wind ceases, the Lord returns it to its place. That's the difference. This is a clear demonstration that at the harvest time, the wheat has come to maturity of season, positioned in humility, ready to be harvested and put into the barn to be used for the kings of glory as bread for the world. Come on, somebody. Some of y'all need to say, I am bread. I am bread. Yeah, you are. You've been prepared and faithful. Amen. Can you hear me okay, you guys? Yes. Okay. 
But tears, rigid and proudly standing tall, are not useful at all and must be gathered and burned in the fire. And I just want to say this. It's God's mercy. The burning is God's mercy. Because just like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego were thrown in the fire, the only thing that came off them was the flesh and the bonds that bound them. Okay? So we have to be really careful this season not to judge the people that are being burned up. Just love them. Pray for them. Pray that those bonds fall off. Pray that they come out pure. Remember where you came from and bless them the way you want to be blessed, okay? Matthew 13 explains that the harvest is reaped by his messengers. Some translations say angels, but the Greek says messengers. The word of the Lord and the demonstrations of his spirit are going to come forth now in such a measure of fire and authority through those chosen mouthpieces, those messengers, that's us, that will reveal the hearts of men, those who have ears to hear and yield to the way in which he manifests by his spirit are the wheat. And those who resist the word and reject the flow of the spirit will be revealed as tares, and you will suffer for it. I'm just going to say that. Listen, God's way is better. It just is. Sometimes it hurts like crazy, but it is way better than the initial ticklings of the flesh that lead you to literal death. Notice in this passage that the tares must be harvested first. Mm-mm-mm. Yeah. I believe we are now in the season, and I would agree with that. We've seen it in our region, where we are in a harvest time, and there is a reward for the faithful, the wheat, and the unfaithful tares. Our biblical example where we find this, where we find the reward for the faithful and unfaithful are fulfilled in the same time. In Genesis 18 and 19, we see here in this instance, it was a time when God came down to earth, and he brought the reward to Abraham of the fulfillment of the long-awaited Isaac. But at the same time, in that visit, he brought judgment on Sodom and Gomorrah. The exact same visit. Do you remember? Because Abraham was interceding for them. We are in a season, it is not a time to be trifling with God. It is not a time to have one foot in the world and one foot in the church. This is not a time to be messing around. We also see the same pattern in Luke 12, where the faithful and the unfaithful steward were rewarded. Luke 12, 36 to 46. We see here, there is a reward for the faithful, and there's noted in verse 46, there's a lot for the unfaithful, it says. In one dream recently, I awoke and I heard the Lord say to the church, I am about to hand and distribute my rewards and recompense. Do not be found among the unfaithful when I come. I knew this meant not to give up now, not to resist his ways, not to be found in Saul's house or one who is tolerating Jezebel. Can anybody say amen? Jezebel's got to go. Saul has got to go. Two things God is about to deal with in his house are religion and Jezebel. Pride are at the root of both of these, and these symbolize the tares. Now, there are teachings out there that say people can't be delivered from the spirit of Jezebel. They can't be delivered from the spirit of Saul, and that's a lie from the pit of hell. There is nothing too hard for God. There is nothing too hard for God. The blood of Jesus and the finished work of him on the cross, his broken body and his blood poured out for them is more than enough. Because Jezebel's a spirit, not a person. Amen? Amen. There's about to be a mass exodus from Saul's house. And Father God, we receive those people here at Shekinah International in Jesus' name. In this hour, as the spell and hypnotism of religion is being broken off by many a believer who's seeking the truth. And for those of you that don't know, we did a conference a while back called The Awakening. And it was so interesting because the gentleman that came was amazing while he was here in this house. And we got to the other location. He had a total meltdown. Started yelling at me in front of everybody. The spirit of religion totally manifests. It's one of the most embarrassing things I've ever been through. 
I wanted to end an ice and sapphire room, you know, sons of thunder, whatever to call, lighting down. I'm not going to lie, okay? That's what I'm doing. I'm like, Lord, what do you want me to do, Lord? Come on. What do you want me to do? And I'm sitting there. He's yelling his stuff, and it's embarrassing. I'm crying. I'm like, praying in spirit. You, this, making fun of me, whatever. I was like, okay, well, this totally sucks. Father, I need a word from the Lord. So he says, go over there and gently tap him on the shoulder and say, if you cannot come into order and honor and humble submission to God and us, you need to leave right now. And he almost didn't listen to me. And then my six-foot-two husband, Shane, gift of God, Donald, mighty chief, butler, to serve, walks in, and that boy started to tremble. I was like, mm, this is my backup. You got to go, bro. And he gives the microphone over. He says one more snide remark and gives the microphone over. And is, I was grieved over it because I had imagined in my mind it would go differently. And two days later, Jamar Brown, who was the one that introduced me to him, um, and I were praying, and we were just grieved. Lord, did we disobey? Did we not hear you? What happened? And he said, Stephanie, I purpose this because I'm dealing with the spirit of religion. And my goal and what I did in that moment was when you said, you need to leave. And he said, I will leave. It was the spirit of religion being kicked out of this city and out of this region. Can anybody say amen? amen. God confirmed it through his word. He confirmed it through Jamar. He confirmed it through that experience in the Holy Spirit. And I knew that I knew that I knew. It was the beginning of what we're talking about right here. There will be a great awakening in many to the horror of the diet of religion they have been feeding on, and the shallow, empty entertainment has acted as a substitute for the authentic presence of God. Where the knee of structures of religion and those who fiercely hold on to it refuse to bow in humility and pay homage to his glory and his presence, those tears, the weight of the kingdom that is coming will break its knee and cause it to buckle into an undignified and surrendered position. That's the sovereignty of God. If you will not bend, I will bend you. Yes. Ultimately. I'm like, oh, Jesus. Mm -hmm. I'm bending. Yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. Mm -hmm. Those who reverence the presence will be empowered by it, and those who resist it will be overtaken and crushed under the structures they seek to hold up with their own carnal arms. Mm -hmm. Kingdom day is coming. Every knee will bow. Every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. And the second dealing of God is exposing the works of Jezebel. In the early hours of the morning of December 13, 2019, she had a vision, a very intense dream, to put it lightly, regarding the coming dealings of God within his own household. The dream revealed the coming judgment to those who have tolerated Jezebel or partnered with his spirit. In Revelations 2, 18 through 26, it reveals the consequence for those who have tolerated Jezebel and her teachings. And also those who have submitted themselves to operate under that spirit. It also reveals the reward for those who have been found faithful and who haven't yoked and defiled themselves with such perversion. In the dream, this is exactly what the Lord showed me will happen. There was a period of time given whereby a white ball of truth continued to be released into the church by the mouth of the prophets. Can anybody say thank God for the prophets? Yeah, I'm so thankful. This ball of truth was for the purpose of publication, purification excuse me, and alignment to cleanse and cause a time of grace whereby there was an opportunity to repent. It aligns with Revelation 2.21. He said, I gave her time to repent, but she has no desire to repent of her immorality. And she refuses to do so. Scripture then says that those that tolerated and operated in a Jezebel spirit will be thrown onto a sickbed. This is exactly what happened in my dreams. The dream centered around certain leaders who were yoked with religion and who operated in control, who were loose cannons, submitting to nobody, and had sexually immoral behaviors, possessing a heart of pride, thinking they were above reproach. And I'm just going to say, Todd Bentley. Mm -hmm. Okay, this has already begun. Now, I love my brother. 
But back in 2012, 2013, I knew I had to know her. Something was wrong and something was off. I found out from Patricia King back in 2008 she'd given warnings about his character. Just recently, the council finally came back together after it was 2008 till what are we in, 2020? So how many years is that? Somebody does math. 12? Thank you. It was 12 years of abuse of the people underneath him, sexual abuse and spiritual abuse that occurred because a Jezebel spirit did not hold him accountable. When you go and read that scripture, this particular scripture, Jezebel's daughters and sons are the ones that are in immorality. She actually encourages it through enabling them to continue in their sin and not holding them accountable when they're off. That's why we have a process here. That's why it's like, look, you want to lead? You want to do something here? You got to do VOD. I'm not trying to be weird. I need your closet clean because you can't take anyone any further than you've gone. And if you don't deal with your closet, guess what? You're going to hurt somebody else because it's an inroad for the enemy through you. It's a wounded place that he has legal right to come through to wound someone else. And I'm not going to do it because I love you. And because the, the destinies of those coming in in this next era, they're at stake, you guys. They're at stake. And there is nothing in the closet that with the cross of Christ and the finished work of Jesus, you cannot face and be cleansed from. There is no pain he cannot grace you to walk through. There is no memory his blood isn't strong enough to cleanse your conscience of. There is no sin that is too great that he cannot heal you, body, soul, mind, and spirit. Okay? I love you so much. In the dream, it was like in the days of Aaron, where the Lord stripped him of his priestly robes that covered him, and he died instantly. Mm -mm. Yeah, we thank you for the presence of the Lord. Bless her, Father. Bless her. This is a figure of what is going, what is coming to the priesthood in God's house. The white ball of truth has been spinning amongst the church and through the mouths of the prophets by the mercy of God, but now the Lord is stepping in and it is harvest time. He's saying, it is enough. It is enough. It is enough. And he's removing now the covering and exposing that which has been hidden in regards to those who have not heeded his mercy and his warnings to repent. She goes on to say, in my dream, a sudden deathly sickness came upon those who operated in such ways. However, a still unrepentant attitude remained in their hearts. Just breaks my heart. In the dream, and we're seeing this in this current circumstance, okay? And I'm not talking down on Todd Bentley. I'm using it as an example because I think it's a first fruit. But if you look at the posts that Patricia and the council posted and you read their comments, their heart is stealing its heart and they're saying things that are completely out of line and out of order and not humble. They're resisting the rebuke altogether. There were 12 people on the council. 12, was it 12, Lord? Actually, there were five. I'm sorry. No, that's I'm okay. thinking of other people. But, but so there were five people on that council. And then okay. there were other people. There were other people that helped yeah, research and yeah, do the work. Yeah. Okay, my apologies. Okay. At least that's what I've read. I would just want to encourage us as the body of Christ, be quick to listen this season and speak, say only what he says to say and do only what he shows you to do. And I just see in you, Jalen, you're not too young, baby. You are not too young to come into the fullness of your destiny. And God has plans and a purpose for you, son of God. You are absolutely precious. And if you will push into his word, and you will push into his presence, and you will push into prayer, he's going to awaken you this year, unlike anything you've ever seen. All those dreams and the, the anime that you love, that's real life supernatural stuff that can flow through you if you'll seek his face this year, okay? 
This sudden exposure brought an unfortunate repercussion and shockwaves throughout the church, especially upon the young ones in faith. Okay, so I want to encourage you. If you've got young people around you, you need to love on them. You need to help them keep their legs, their sea legs during this time. Especially upon the young ones in faith in the household of God who looked up to these particular leaders and were fathered by them. They found themselves in shock, sadness, great loss for these leaders that they trusted. In the dream, I even felt sorry for those suffering, severe, severe consequences of their actions that were being harvested in their lives at this time. I tried to bring warnings of hope through messages of repentance to them, but I was only met with prideful hearts that wanted to suck me into their perversion. This was a clear warning to me. And when this exposure happens, to know that it is by the hand of God. And even though it may be hard to watch, we are not to enter into it. For we know him who said, vengeance is mine, retribution and the meaning out of the full justice rests with me, saith the Lord. I will repay. I will exact the compensation, says the Lord. And again, the Lord will judge and determine and solve and settle and cause the cases of his people. It is a fearful, formidable, and terrible thing. This is the Amplified Version and only comfort those who have been wounded by their unfaithful leadership. In other words, let them burn. I'm not trying to be funny. Mm -hmm. Let them be thrown in the furnace because that has to come off of them. There's unsanctified mercy has been rampant in the church. Oh, I feel so sorry for you. We're not gonna tell everybody you just molested everybody in our church because we wanna to minister to you. Hogwash, hogwash. In the name of Jesus, get out. You might even go to jail, because I'm probably going to testify. And I'm not going to feel guilty about it, because I love you. I'll visit you in jail. But you're going. Okay? We can't play around like that. We are stewards. We are shepherds here to protect the body, the flock. That is our job. These are God's children, not ours. Promotions, and this was so good, promotions into governmental positions, restoring a standard of righteousness in the fear of the Lord. The rise, just like Matt prophesied earlier, the rise of a new order. Note in Revelation 2, 26 and 27, it notes the reward of the faithful who have not bowed their knee to the witchcrafts and sorceries of Jezebel, who have endured and held on to the Lord's teaching. The reward is a seat of government over the nations. Come on! To rule and reign in authority like that which Jesus received from his Father in this season of the Lord coming to bring reward to those who have suffered the assault of this Jezebel spirit who has tried relentlessly to cleanse the church of authentic truth bearers. This assault has been to oppress these ones to give up and die by false accusations, intimidating them, death threats, afflicting them with infirmity, sending demonic witchcrafts. And Brent, that's for you, the infirmity. There's a destiny on you. Sending demonic witchcrafts, sorceries, curses, incantations, blah, blah, blah. These ones who have suffered, stood, and resisted this assault and have bowed, not bowed to this spirit will be promoted into a place of rulership and governmental authority. Amen. I'm saying you will be promoted, Brent. That's what I'm saying. In this hour, the Lord is coming to hand his rewards out to the faithful and the unfaithful. We will see the rise of the new order. We will see Amos 9, 11 take place, and we will see the Davids come forth in this hour. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. Some of them are right in this room. They've submitted to the kingly order of the line of the tribe of Judah who has triumphed. We will see the church rise in victory as she is led by a righteous government who do not tolerate the mixture of Jezebel and the pretentiousness of Saul's house, keeping the masks on, pretending like they have it all together. A government who will stand with courage in this hour of great darkness that is a covering 
in the earth and will fight for and raise a standard of righteousness in the fear of the Lord. For where the fear of the Lord is, it raises a standard of righteousness. And we will see the standard of uncompromising righteousness return to the church as the remnant who have stood faithful and haven't played the harlot in the pseudo game are promoted into governmental seats in this kingdom hour. And this is the last piece. I know this one was long. Kingdom Day is coming, and I want to say, and I sense Holy Spirit saying, and it is here. It will take some by surprise, but those who are watching and waiting are found as the faithful stewards when the Lord comes will be seated and delivered. Promotions that will be surprised by. Many will be surprised by. They'll be like, really? Him? Her? What good thing comes out of that? And the Lord says, yes, you. You. And I'm just hearing, they may have said, she's not going to make it, he's not going to make it, he or she doesn't look like much. What does he or she know? He or she's not a prophet, he or she's not an evangelist, he or she's not a pastor, not a shepherd, not a teacher. Who do they think they are? They didn't go to school. They're unlearned, unqualified. But God says, you, yes, you. Again, I feel this is twofold. That which has been unrighteously sown in secret is about to be revealed, and that which is righteously sown in a secret is about to be rewarded. Man will not be able to hinder your promotion. Somebody say that. Say, man, man. will not be able to hinder, will not be able to hinder my, promotion. my promotion. Come on, somebody. Amen. For what God gives man cannot take away or stop. The Lord will frustrate the plans of the proud in this hour by honoring the humble as he did with Mordecai in the face of Haman. And I just hear the gallows are hung. And if you remember the story, Mordecai actually set the gallow up for, I mean, Haman set the gallow up for Mordecai. He was going to have him hung on it and all the Jews, right? But he and his ten sons were hung instead. Ten is the number of the culmination of answered prayers. It's a, it, it literally, Joseph had ten tests he had to pass before he reached his destiny. And just like Joseph passed those ten tests and Mordecai and Esther obeyed the Lord and they were preserved, but the ten strategies, if you will, of Haman were hung on that day. Come on, somebody. It is a day and it is an hour where the ten sons of Haman, the strategies of the enemy that have been perpetuated against us and persevering against us these last several decades, the gallows are ready and they will be hung. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. So what God brought together, let no man put aside. Yes, and amen, that's right. Mordecai did a righteous act by warning the king of a coming plot of murder over his life. He wasn't rewarded instantly, but when it came time for the wicked Haman to be judged, Mordecai's reward was given also. The wicked was humbled, and the righteous was promoted. We are entering into this very hour. Watch and see. The proud are about to be humbled, and the humbled are about to be exalted. Hour that the fear of the Lord will be restored as the righteous rejoice at their harvest. Come, Lord Jesus. Can anybody say amen to that? Amen. Come on. All right, Matt, you want to come up and share yours, baby? We pass these words out to a few people. We just, the reason we're doing this today instead of a sermon is we felt like God said, get these prophecies out over the people. Get them out in the atmosphere and release the sound so they can begin to stir and take seed, okay? This is from uh, Katie Barker out of Australia. And she said, uh, 2020, a time of unlocking and releasing. The Lord continues to speak to me about the time of alignment we are currently in. It is a very strategic time for individuals and for regions. In the coming months, many people will see the Lord unlock things about them, which will release them in a greater way to walk in the plans he has shown them. 
This year, 2020, will be a time where many people step into greater kingdom assignments as there is an acceleration of the unfolding of God's plans mm. on the earth. Amen. I heard the Lord say, watch as I unlock things about my people in the coming months. Yeah, that's it is a true. time of unlocking or unfolding the greater plans yeah. I have prepared for my faithful ones to walk in. Come on. That which has been held up for such a time as this yes. is now being unlocked and released. The faithfulness of my people is stewarding what I have given them, coupled with the fulfillment of my timing will unlock the increase I will bring to them. Thank you. Many people will see me release them into the greater plans I have prepared for them in the months to come, and they will walk in closer partnership with me. As my plans are unfolding, so too am I unfolding the greater plans for my people and, and releasing my faithful ones into significant kingdom assignments. They will walk in the mandate they were born to fulfill. Hey. Hey. I just that I said again. They will walk in the mandate they were born to fulfill. Let's just make that personal and say, I will walk I, in the mandate. I will walk in the mandate that I was born to fulfill. That I was born to fulfill. Ephesians 2.10, for we are his workmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. I saw many people who felt like they were in a holding pattern at this time. They know the assignments the Lord is calling them to steward, but they are waiting on him to unlock and release things around them so they, so that they can, can fully step out into their assignments. I also saw many people have received prophecies of what the Lord is calling them to, but they are wondering how they will ever come to pass due to their, their circumstances. The Lord is encouraging his people he is going to unlock things that have restricted you, and you will see the Lord release you into greater plans he has for you in the time ahead. Unlocking and releasing of resources. The Lord then said, many of my people will see unexpected provision come to them, for I am going to unlock and release provision and resources. This time of unlocking and alignment is coming in order for my people to be released into the kingdom assignments I have for them. Those who have stewarded well in the past season will be entrusted with more. My people will need to be open to the ways I bring provision for. In many cases, it will be in new and unexpected ways. They will need to be discerning to see what I am leading them. As they follow my leading, they will see my favor and reward upon their path. Angels of provision are being released at this time to align the path for my people to bring an unlocking and releasing of resources. 2 Corinthians 9, 8, and God is able to make all grace abound to you so that having all sufficiency in all things at all times, you may abound in every good work. Yeah. Matthew 25, 21, his master said to him, well done, good and faithful servant. You have been faithful over a little. I will set you over much. Enter into the joy of your master, releasing of shackles and unlocking the new path. The Lord says, I am delivering my people from that which has bound and restricted them. Yes. Many of my people will see the shackles of the past circumstance of the heart and mindsets break off them as they surrender to me hey. and allow me to bring freedom to them. Hey. As shackles are broken, release, peace, freedom, and wholeness yes. will come. Yes, Lord. I am highlighting the shackles in order to do a deep work in my people. I am calling them to a new way and a new path. They will walk in hope, purpose, and faith for the promise. Where their hearts have questioned, Jeremiah 29, 11, now they will truly believe as they see the plans I have for them unfold 
and their hope is renewed. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. Just declare over yourself right now, I have a future and a hope. I have, I have a future and a hope. Philippians 3, 13 through 14. Yes. I don't depend on my own strength to accomplish mm. this. However, I do have one compelling focus. I forget all of the past as I fasten my heart to the future instead. I run straight for the divine invitation of reaching the heavenly goal and gaining the victory prize through the anointing of Jesus. The Lord says in this time of great shifting, motion, and alignment, many people will see their circumstances and situations shift and move. They will see my hand over their lives. My angelic hosts are being released to align the path before my people. I align the path, but my people need to continue to take steps of faith and obedience to my leading in order to walk the path I have prepared. Yeah, for it. the path is always an invitation. Yep. I then saw a huge chessboard, and I knew the board represented the lives of God's people. I saw pieces on the chessboard being strategically moved into position by the Lord. He was showing me that he is aligning and moving things in the lives of his people in this time of alignment, and this is unlocking and releasing them. Many times we don't see the ways the Lord is aligning our paths and ordering our steps until we look back and see the way he intervened and worked things for our good. The Lord is encouraging you that he is positioning, unlocking, and aligning things about you, unlocking and releasing of plans for regions and nations. I then saw a chessboard laid over a map of the world, and I could see the Lord was also moving chess pieces on a world scale. He was showing me that this is a strategic time of alignment in the earth as well as for individuals, and we will see his plans unfold in a greater way in regions and nations. I then heard the Lord say, just as I am moving and aligning things in the lives of my people, so too am I unlocking and releasing the greater plans I have for regions and nations, for this is just not a time of alignment for individuals, but for regions. Spiritually, wells are being released in key regions of the earth. My plans will unfold in a greater and more accelerated way in 2020. Unexpected places will be highlighted by me as a regional transformation begins to manifest in areas where spiritual wells are located. These are places of rich spiritual inheritance where much intercession has been sown and where my people have awakened to the hour and their commission. They are arising in their authority in me and stepping into the plans I have for them. They are advancing my kingdom through the power of my love and spirit. A time of unlocking and a re release is upon you. Amen. 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 Receive it, Father. Receive it. Jackie, you want to do yours? Uh, who was that one by? This one was by Katie Baker. What's the date on it? December 30th. December 30th, Katie Baker. So it'll be on Elijah's list. These will all be on Elijah's list, okay? Go, go ahead, John. Is that, is that uh, you can read it again, but from what I understood, it sounded like the wells were opening up in any city or region yeah. across the world where the prayer had been cultivated for years. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Thank you. Jack, Jack? This is really long. That's okay. Okay. You've got to be a. What? 
two. Okay, this one is from Gina Lamort. Is that correct? Lamort? Gina? Sure. Sounds right. Cool. Who do we 2020, the year of revelation. The word revelation is defined as an act of revealing or communicating divine truth, something that is revealed by God to humans, an act of revealing to view or make known, or making known. Yes, we have heard that this new year of 2020 is about having clear vision, but I tell you there is a deeper meaning worth seeking out. In 2020, we must walk in divine revelation. We must be able to see behind what we are actually seeing. That's good. Our spiritual eyesight that's filtered through the lens of our hearts must become 2020 so that we are positioned in a place to receive the revelation he has for us. Just as the Apostle Paul spoke to the Ephesians, we need to prepare the eyes of our hearts to be enlightened, to receive the revelation of what's behind, what we are about to see, and what all of heaven is about to unveil, unveil in the earth. Dive deeper to search out hidden truths. By preparing the eyes of our hearts, 2020 will become a year of greater depths and flowing rivers that we have yet to experience. If we choose to dive deep and search out the mysteries of heaven, we will receive a prophet's reward. I say unto you, seek and you shall find. Dive deep as to the bottom of the ocean. Yes, that deep. To find these treasures that I have been speaking to you about. Going deeper is to understand that the true revelation is about the unveiling of Christ to our hearts. Ephesians 1.18 tells us that the eyes of our hearts must become enlightened in order that we may know the hope to which he has called us to, the riches of his glorious inheritance and his holy people. We must truly desire these depths and truths and this cleanliness of our own hearts mm -hmm. in order to receive the revelation. Say that, Say that again. That's the key. We must truly desire these depths and truths and this cleanliness of our own hearts in order to receive the revelation we so greatly desire to be revealed. Yeah, pontificating is not going to work in this season, you guys. You've got to want it. You've got to truly hunger and thirst for righteousness. We're not going after mind ascension here, mental ascension. I know something because I read it. I know something because I learned it. We're going after I must have more of you. I recently had a vision when I heard these lyrics to a famous worship song, Open the eyes of my heart, Lord, open the eyes of my heart. While I heard these words, I could see a man wiping off his heart, which were eyeglasses, with a dirty rag of muck and mire, which only continued to spread the dirt around on the lenses. In the next scene, I saw the man allow the Lord to clean off his heart, which were eyeglasses, with his tears. The man's heart lens was now crystal clear, free of all blurred focus, not because of his own work, mm -hmm. but because he allowed the love of Christ to come into his heart and wipe it clean with his tears. Mm -hmm. The message of this image was so powerful to me. It is through the tears of Christ, wiping away our pain and cleansing our own hearts, that enables us to see clearly again through the eyes of our hearts. This is one of the treasures he has for us. His tears cleanse our pain. What other keys do we need to find on this treasure hunt of heaven? What mysteries have yet to be solved? What is God trying to reveal and heal in us that we haven't been able to see in the last decade? If we continue to search out his mysteries, revelation will come. The unveiling will come. Our hearts will be cleared of cloudiness. As according to Acts 2.38, each of you must repent for your sins and turn to God and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of your sins. Then you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. Forgiveness is another key. Forgiveness of others and forgiveness toward ourselves is also a necessary step in the process of allowing the eyes of our hearts 
to become enlightened and to walk in divine revelation. Removing spiritual cataracts. I have an aunt who works for an ophthalmologist. I was recently in her kitchen listening to her describe a patient's cataract surgery. She explained that cataracts are a lens that's falsely put upon the eyes, a veil that needs to be removed, and it is formed on the eye because of time and age. According to the Cataract Association, the cataract is the clouding of the eye's natural lens. It is the most common cause of vision loss and is also the principal cause of blindness in the world. Most cataracts develop when aging or injury changes the tissue that makes up your eye's lens. While we were praying for someone that day, the Lord said, I am removing the cataracts off of people's eyes. The Lord wants to remove this spiritual veil. So I asked the question, what has made us spiritually blind? Have injuries, woundedness, unforgiveness, and unholiness eroded our vision? I believe it's time to turn back to God and allow him to remove the spiritual cataracts from our eyes. It is time to dive deeper and see what Jesus is really showing us. There is a choice to make to remove this veil off our eyes. It can be removed by letting God go into the deep places of our heart to heal them. We can choose to get the spiritual surgery or remain prideful and allow the lens to remain veiled. What we see and what's revealed is going to make all the difference in our year ahead. Revelation 20, the, book, the books are being opened. I can't help but get excited every time I read the book of Revelation. It brings me so much joy revealing Christ and his victory throughout the scriptures. It is such an encouragement of his unending love for us. When diving into the passage of scripture from Revelation 20, it also reminds us of Satan's defeat and how beautiful the final judgment is. Amen. The books are open. Church, let's make sure we are doing all that we can with what he has given us. It's recorded in the books. Then I saw a great white throne and him who was seated on it. The earth and the heavens fled from his presence, and there was no place for them. And I saw the dead, great and small, standing before the throne, and books were opened. Another book was opened, which is the book of life. The dead were judged according to what they had done, as recorded in the books. The sea gave up the dead that were in it, and death and Hades gave up the dead that were in them. And each person was judged according to what they had done. Then death and Hades were thrown into the lake of fire. The lake of fire is the second death. Anyone whose name was not found written in the book of life was thrown into the lake of fire. Revelation 20, 11 through 15. Revelation 20 is also a prelude to Revelation 21, the unveiling of the new Jerusalem. It feels like a prophetic timetable for us as we move into this new decade of 2020. Then we will move into the following year of 2021. Revelation 21 poetically outlines what to expect, seeing a new heaven and a new earth the holy city and the new Jerusalem coming down from God out of heaven like a bride beautifully dressed for her husband. Church, we are preparing for Christ's return. We must fasten our gaze onto our savior and bridegroom. He is coming, let us prepare for the time is now. Restoration and reformation are coming. True reformation cannot begin without restoration, but first we need revelation. Galatians 2.20 says, I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. How can we expect a corporate anointing if we aren't allowing the Lord to deal with us personally within our own hearts? That's good word. The outpouring of the Holy Spirit will come to a people with clean hearts that are unified and purified in the body. In 2020, we should allow the Lord to personally restore our hearts and bring forth the revelation we need to see, 
so that we can unite corporately and bring the glory as we come to the end of 2020. Amen. There will be a purging and cleansing as well as a time of transformation that takes place in the early months of 2020. A clean heart doesn't mean perfection, but it does mean purification of motives. A bride without spot or wrinkle has a clean and pure heart that isn't driven by self, but is directed by the kingdom with a compassion for people just like Jesus. Yes. For if we truly believe we have been co-crucified with Christ and no longer live, then our personal agendas and motivations for self-gain should be null and void because they are no longer part of a kingdom mindset. Amen. Reformation can only be birthed after personal restoration has come. I beseech you to allow the Lord to open the eyes of your heart as you enter into this new decade. Have no fear, the Lord is near. Let him go into the deep places of your heart that prior to this year you have blocked off to him. We can feel secure that our destinies are woven into the fabric of heaven and personal restoration is at hand. Because Ephesians 2.10 says, even before we were born, God planned in advance our destiny and the good works we would do to fulfill it. We are his masterpiece of restoration and we will redeem what has been lost. Be excited and full of expectation for the river of revelation to flow into reformation. It begins with opening the eyes of our hearts as we walk into the freshness of 2020. Amen. Who else got one? Who else? Jacob? Sheila? Whoever. I'll be up there. Come on, Jacob. Come on, Jacob. Come on, Jacob. I can help. Jacob's peppy. Jacob's peppy. Love sheaths. She wrap it. Are you the last one, she? I know I had two more. I had this one another one, but I don't know. Tell me which one you got. I don't have one. Alan has one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. Okay, yeah. So we got Alan, Jacob, and Jacob. Okay, good. Jacob! Yay! Stand strong. Amen, brother. You did. Good job, Jacob. Thank you. You're welcome. We love you. You do, Jacob. Thank you, Jacob. All right, in 2020, chaos is leaving. In 2020, Yep, just scooch over there and pull it out, out a little bit. There you go. Since we're, we're both, you gotta eat it. You gotta be like within an inch. Yeah. I know, right? You gotta show it your affection. <laughs> All right, in 2020, uh, chaos is leaving. We're being positioned to recover. No, hold the microphone for him, honey. Then he oh. can focus. Just hold it for him, because he won't really pull it out. There you go. Can we hold it? Okay. There you go. Is that easier? All right, yeah, that's way better. Okay. All right, in 2020, chaos is leaving. You're being positioned to recover. Amen. Um, beloved, you are excited about the new year, 2020. You should be. The Lord has some major things in store for you, his beloved child. If you're curious about what exactly he would like to do in your life, this would be the word the Lord gives would give for you for 2020. Mm, come on. 2020 is earth and home. 2020 is a year in which I am healing you through your own efforts. Mm. I am directing you right now to take step steps towards your own healing. I am teaching you the way you should go. Mm. I have already liberated the things that stood in the way of your progress. That's good. You have passed the test. Yeah. I repeat, you have passed the Thank test. Thank you. Woo! Get that out. I'm sorry. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The test, Jesus. Thank or, you. the test was a test of healing, and you didn't even know it. The <laughs> test was heart surgery. You have allowed me to perform surgery on your heart, 
and now you are in position to recover. Position to recover. In 2020, the recovery shall be swift and sure. Um, you already know what you should know, what you should do, and now you will want to do it. Follow your desires to obey me. Be assured that you can push other things out of your schedule with no mm. negative repercussions. Amen. Obey me and only me. Sewer yourself well and recover your health, your wholeness, your sanity, not your or not that you are insane, <laughs> but have <laughs> 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 Say that. It's all good. Yeah, I need right. to hear that. Uh, not that you're insane, but Amen. you have felt very often that you have been losing your sanity for the last several years. <laughs> Jesus. Oh, that's good. Oh, Jesus. Um, your margin and your schedule and your peace and claim in the midst of your chaos. The chaos is leaving in 2020 because of the chaos you have experienced over the last three years. You have come to realize that chaos is possible to live in. But it is not pleasure. Pleasant, excuse me, it is not pleasant. It is not enjoyable. You can have a life of peace instead. And in 2020, I will help you manifest a life of peace. Thank you, Father. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. In 2020, however, the calendar will not be fit as many, or wait, it will not be fit as many things on it. Just know your. Reduced captivity is from me. Fear not is not a reduced captivity or yeah, captivity or to be less effective. It is instead to reduce captivity to be busy. Busyness mm, that's is good. or busyness for its own sake is not for me. That's good. That's really good. Yeah. In 2020, I am repairing the breaches and elevating or rising against the walls that have been torn down. I am anointing you. At, to be at home. Mm -hmm. This is because mm -hmm. I am healing and repairing things mm -hmm. to be the core level, and I need you mm -hmm. in your environment of comfort to do it. Um, focus on me and find peace in my hedge. Mm -hmm. During the healing season, allow me to be hedging you. My healing looks like lots of extra time with me. You will sometimes have no peace about taking the additional good things. That was the good things you will um, find no flow in busyness and lack of margin in your schedule mm -hmm. you will find yourself compelled into my spirit or into my rest by my spirit my hedge around your life is like a healing hedge it is restful it's a restful hedge and a peaceful one look for me to provide ways for you to rest to rest that are better than greater than you could ever provide for yourself. Mm -hmm. In 2020, I am rebuking the destroyer from your, for your sake. Thank you, Father. I'm anointing you to make changes you have always wanted to make. My conviction has reached your heart now. Wait, my conviction has reached your heart now and has found good ground. You see my internal purpose and are able to sustain it now. So in 2020, you will come out of the league with the devil in all your habits. Yes, thank you, Lord. You will find me purifying your life as a corporate with me, as you cooperate with me. Right. This will not happen without efforts on your part, mm -hmm. but I will provide all my anointing 
that you want and need. Amen. Um, you have to steward my anointing well. Though I will not make decisions for you, it is, wait, I will not make decisions for you. It is high time for you to stand on your own two feet and choose to please me and live for my eternal purpose. Mm-hmm. These things are not too hard for you. You are near and in the heart of, wait, you are near? Yeah, you got it. You are near You're you right. and your heart and in your mouth. Mm-hmm. The enemy has tried to use you, your own habits to destroy you. But in 2020, you will find that I am removing the next onion layer of hurt and wounds in your life. Mm. As you focus on me each day, the hurts and wounds that you didn't even know were will fall away. Your daily life will become more purposeful. Thank you, Father. I am restoring your foundations. Thank you, I am restoring your foundations in 2020. If the foundations are destroyed, then you can do righteous. Or what can the righteous do? You need your foundation to be set properly and in good order. Your foundations have been rocked over the last few years, and you are still standing. For yeah, glory to God. It's a good word. Yeah, yeah. yeah. For you have uh, been built upon a rock, and the rock is me. That's right. You have some cracks in your foundation, and the cracks (laughs) in your foundation are stress fractures. It's all right. It's It's all right. Brought on by uh, tectonic earthquakes in the atmosphere that daily life surrounds you. Um, never fear, though, these stress fractures may hurt right now, but I will not allow your foot to be moved. That's right. I am healing right. your fractures and your foundation that have been been brought on by reeling um, of your world. Amen. And I am healing of, wait, I, I am healing you of the 2000, or, I'm healing you of the pain in 2020. Yes, amen. By the end of 2020, I will heal you. Wait, I will, sorry. In 2020, I will have healed you so completely that there will be not even a scar. Amen. Jesus. Amen. Um, 2020 is your year of health and receiving. My components for your healing this year are um, lots of time with me, rest in your schedule, Margin in your schedule, mm. exercise and purposeful choices, quietness, surround yourself with godly friends yes. who run in the same lane as you. Yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. really good. Honey. A that's community good. with upon you share with your life. In yeah. 2020, you will see. Say heaven. that last line again. That's key. Oh, that's okay. Koinonia. Surround yourself with godly friends who run in the same lane as you. A community with whom you share your life with. Yes, right. So there's transparency and the vulnerability and the koinonia is key, you guys. We're not talking walking with masks. We're talking yeah. people you can be authentic with. Yeah, yeah that's so good. Really. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. Yeah. 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 Any more real people? Yeah, that's right. Come on. <laughs> um, in 2020, you will see heaven like... Wait, in 2020, you will see heaven like you have never seen before. Um, fear not, little flock. This is not a bad thing. It is a function of rest. When you rest and are in the spirit on the Lord's day, and every day in the Lord's day, I am able to call upon, or I'm able to call you up there where I am. Believe me, from heaven encounters that you have never seen before, such as hearing angelical songs and hearing angels singing around them, around my throne, visions and dreams in heaven of the throne room. Come on. Um, Music and... 
Yes, visitors of dreams. <laughs> um, listening in our conversations as I am having with my sons, Jesus and the Holy Spirit. Hearing music from heaven that has been heard or played, heard or played on the earth before. Having me visit you in person. Yes, I would love to yeah. come again. Um, come again. Things, having me visit you come in person. Again. Um, yeah. These things are a normal part yeah. of Christianity, yes. and I want you to believe me for them. Tools and gifts for 2020. Mm -hmm. uh, I have also given you beautiful tools for 2020. Some of your tools are things you don't even know how to use. Don't be afraid. Learn to use them. You can do it. Mm -hmm. I am with you always to help you learn. These tools um, were the desire of your heart, and you delighted yourself in me, so I gave you gave them to you. Mm. It is my joy and my pleasure to do so. Mm. So use the tools. Use your tools. <laughs> Jackie. 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 Well, he's talking Use your tools, he said. Use your tools. Right. I don't, okay. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I don't know. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> get her, get her, Jacob. Uh, learn the instrument. Learn the instrument. Use the beautiful and helpful things I have provided for them from my storehouse. You have had a hard time accepting these tools. Mm. You have felt like you have given away the beautiful tools I have given you. Mm. However, you, you do not. They are simply my gifts from my storehouse in heaven. I created the craft and the artis artisans. Artisans. Artisans, yep. Artisans, yep. You're right. Artisans, I have created and crafted the artisans who made the tools. They have been downloads from my gifts closets in heaven since they were originated in the minds of their creator, whom I have created to craft my gifts on the earth. I wanted to encourage you to embrace the beautiful things I have given to you. Don't let your heart get attached to them. I want to encourage you to embrace the beautiful things I have given to you, but do but do not let your hearts get attached to them. Mm -hmm. And don't let them be the treasures of your heart. That's good. Keep me as your treasure That's so and good. your chief joy. Mm -hmm. However, you need to value the gifts I've given you. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's, that's good. so good. Uh, value it, can, don't worship it. That's so good. Yeah. That's so how can you get, how can you receive more of heaven when you reject heaven's first gifts? Mm -hmm. When I've given you entry level gifts from heaven, and you rejected them because they were so nice. Mm. Uh, now I can give you nicer gifts. <laughs> Love nice gifts. Amen. I just see everybody putting your hands out if you want something. I feel like he's dropping them right now. So we just thank you, Father. We welcome your angels right now. We yes. receive the gifts. And some of you get multiple gifts, not just one. So if you want those, we just thank you for that, Father. And we do agree with you. They are good. And we ask for the grace and the courage and the power and the wisdom and the understanding. Not to worship them, to be very, but be very thankful for them and allow you to activate them in our lives in Jesus' name. Yeah, I feel weight in my hands right now. Thank you, Father. Yeah, thank you, Father. Yes, you feel that? There's something going on. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Abba. Whoa. Ha, I just saw gold. I just saw gold bars. <laughs> like the kind you see in the bank heists. <laughs> that Italian job. And that Italian job. Thank you, Lord. Yes. Give me some <laughs> there is a uh, progression in gift receiving. Yes. 
as well as gift giving in the kingdom. You have also known that there is a progression of gift giving. You start being a giver by giving small gifts. That's right. You learn to give by giving away things of progressive value. You give small offerings, then over time you learn that Wait, and then over time you learn that they are able to give larger ones. That's right. This is because your stewardship increases and the level of your responsibility increases as well. But you receive, that's in quotations, um, has to stretch the same way your giver has to stretch. Come on, like, but your receiver has to stretch the same way as your giver has to stretch. Yeah, that's so good. If I give you something nice and you do not value it, how can I continue? Mm -hmm. My word tells you not to throw away your holy things before the dog. In other words, don't give your best treasure to those people who cannot value them. Mm, that's a word. Say that again. Yeah. That's a word. Say that again. If I give you something nice and you do not value it, how can I continue? My word tells you not to throw your holy things before dogs. In other words, don't give your best treasure to the people who cannot value them. That's so, so The great. principle works for me too. I hear it. I adhere to my words. It is a manifestation of me. I cannot do anything else other than what my words say. So if you want more of me, value what you have received. Thank me and bless me for what I have given you. Use what I have given you. Bless, wait, yeah. bless what I have given you. Yeah. And care for it all well. Mm -hmm. As you are honored the gifts I have placed in your hands from the storehouse in heaven, you will find me giving you more and more gifts. I desire to empty out my storehouse on behalf of this year. The storehouse of heaven is full, and I have many more things I have conce conceived in my awesome and I desire to create. Mm -hmm. I need room in my storehouse. Mm -hmm. I have years worth of gifts piled up for you. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. Gifts that you have therefore not been able to receive, though I've tried to conceive you many times to receive them. Okay, so pause right there. Father God, we just ask right now that you would send your holy angels to retrieve all the gifts yes. that are due us and that are due your body and for yes. those in the city, in this region, in the state, and the nations of the world, that they would go now and get our gifts, the, anything backed up, anything delayed, anything that's due us now or in the past, and bring it to us today, 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 this season, this week, and this month. In Jesus' name, amen. Praise you for it. Um, I desire to pour out on you today those things that your eyes have not seen, your ears have not heard, and which has not even entered into your heart that I want for you. So ask me. Ask me these things every day. Like pour out on me all the gifts plus years worth of prior gifts that are still for me. Um, do those things for me today I can't even conceive of. Give me the gifts today that I don't even know yes. to ask for. Yes, Lord. It is my good pleasure to give you the kingdom, and I need an outlet for my captivity. My captivity, or excuse me, my creativity, my creativity is a driving force. So I still create daily. I desire to use my cre creativity on your behalf. Amen. I want to keep going. You do? Oh, sure. Okay. <laughs> so Can we thank God for thank you? Thank you. 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 Thank you
I, and I know we're kind of running a little late. I know we got two more to go, Stephanie. So we got Alan and, and she, she was yep. last. Okay. Yep. So Alan, just, you want to come up? Yeah, just let's do them quick, you guys. Yeah. I just feel like this is important. Is everybody is. okay with that? Mm -hmm. Okay. Because I know what I feel Alan's, like we have to get the word. There was, there was, and God specifically wanted me to give that one to Jacob and this one to Alan. What does God desire from you in 2020? Demony, Emmons, or Edmonds of uh, Virginia Beach, Florida. I mean, it's okay. Okay. It's okay. When I was younger, my prayer life consisted of asking God what I wanted and desired. As a kid, part of me viewed God as a genie in a bottle who would grant you wishes if you were a good person and prayed to him, and I would make my list of items to ask of God in prayer. Later in life, I discovered that first and foremost, God desires a personal and intimate relationship with each person. Secondly, God has things that he personally desires to see happen in the lives of individuals, communities, the body of Christ, and the world. God is not a bottle trapped in a in the bottle of heaven, only working it for our wishes to be granted. He is our heavenly Father who desires a mutual exchange between him and his spiritual sons and daughters. In 2020, do you know what God is desiring from you? I'm sure for many of us, God desires several, if not many, many things. But there is one thing that God is desiring us in 2020. A three-letter word. God has been waiting weeks, months, and for some years to give him a yes, Y-E-S, <laughs> to his will for our lives. Amen. That's good. Not his partial will, but his full will. Yes is a short yet powerful word. Merriam-Webster's dictionary provides one definition for yes. Use is a function word to express assent or agreement. The power of agreement. Amen. God wants believers to be in agreement with him. Sometimes dynamic, something dynamic happens when we begin to walk in agreement with God's plans for our lives. Amen. Many people have asked God for his blessings, but failed to ask him for the plan for their lives. Let us go even further. In addition, when asking for the plans of God for our lives to be revealed, we need to ask him to do a work in us so that we can say yes to that plan. Amen. That's good. Until we, find, or until we give God our yes, oftentimes we find ourselves resisting the um, Holy Spirit's prompting, mm -hmm. direction, and guidance. We truly begin to walk with God where things become more real to us when we learn to be led by, the, by his Holy Spirit. Romans 8.14, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. Sonship is directly related to being led by his Spirit. 
sons who receive the fullness of divine inheritance yes. that God yes. has purposed yes. for believers. Right. Amos 3.3. 3. Can two walk together except they be agreed? The power of yes releases divine agreement between man and heaven. It causes the kingdom of God to be revealed to us in a new way. From the heart. Spiritual truth is powerful when embraced and put into use. Merely agreeing with God's plans or surrendering to him from a mental standpoint is called mental assent. God is calling for a yes. And that comes from deep within our hearts and our spirits. A powerful prayer that we can ask is to, is to pray to God saying, move our hearts, move us from yes, from our hearts, from our heads to our hearts rather. Psalm 42 verse seven, deep calls to deep. The power of God is activated on your behalf when your yes or words of agreement with God flow from your heart and out of your mouth. Mm, that's it. Yep. Come on. A yes releases the blessings of God. Moses reveals that it is in the will of God that man is coerced into obedience, mm, mm. but also that he has an active part to play in the will of God and the power of choice. How we respond to the voice of God and obey the word of God can position us for divine blessings. Note that Moses shared with the children of Israel that their obedience would not only bring about blessing in their lives, but also into their seed, their children and their children's children. Deuteronomy 30 verse 19, I call heaven and earth to record this day against you that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing. Therefore choose life that both thou and thy seed might live. Deuteronomy 11, 26 and 27. Behold, I set before you this day a blessing and a cursing, a blessing if you obey the commandments of the Lord your God which I command you this day, and a curse if you will not obey the commandments of the Lord your God. One yes affects billions. Mm -hmm. In Luke 22, Jesus is found praying in the Garden of Gethsemane. Luke 22, 41 and 42. He was withdrawn from them about a stone's cast, and he kneeled down and he prayed, saying, Father, if you are willing, remove this cup from me. Nevertheless, not my will, but thine be done. Prayer started a process of spiritual submission where Jesus resisted the temptation to resist or to rebel against the will of God for his life. Calvary's cross was a part of the Father's road to destiny for his son Jesus. And Jesus prayed three times in the garden until any apprehension in his heart about surrendering fully to the will of God was demolished. Jesus gave the Father a yes in that garden. 
The result of Jesus' obedience can only be measured or calculated by heaven itself. His one yes was the catalyst of the redemption of billions of souls through the ages. Hebrews 2.10 For it became him for whom we are all things, for whom are all things, mm -hmm. and by whom are all things, yes, yes. in bringing many sons, and I might add daughters, yes, to make amen. the captain of their salvation yes. perfect through suffering. The yes in the Garden of Gethsemane was a gateway to being restored to the glory lost to mankind in the Garden of Eden. In 2020, God is desiring your yes. Your yes may seem small, but it may be the key to bring, to bring many lives, families, institutions into the redemptive plan of God. Your yes may be the key to your family's salvation. Your yes may be the key to lost souls in the community coming to Jesus Christ. Your yes may be the key to co-workers receiving the knowledge of God. Your yes may be the key that breaks generational curses affecting your bloodline. Your yes may be the connecting force that takes your prophetic word from promise to manifestation. Say yes to Jesus in 2020. Come on. Experience the good of the land that God has purposed for you. Amen. Isaiah 119. I will be willing and obedient, <laughs> and you shall eat the good of the land. Yes. And here's a short prayer. Yes. Father God, yes. thank you for your grace and mercy. I thank you that you are the giver of life and the source of all goodness. Please forgive me of any past disobedience and resistance to your will. I ask that you would give me an ear to hear the voice of your Holy Spirit. Please remove any spiritual blindness so that I can walk more fully in the plans that you have for my life. I thank you that according to Jeremiah 29, 11, that you have a plan for my life, and it is a good plan to prosper me, Father. Please remove unbelief and fear so that my faith can arise to give you a true yes from the depths of my heart in Jesus Christ. Amen. This one's by Lana, December 28. I heard the Lord say, okay, this morning I had an encounter with the Lord and he spoke. Major deliverance is going to take place in the crossover in 2020. It's deliverance for the new de decade. I then heard the Lord say, can you hear my roar of redemption? Amen. Amen. The Lord showed me that there have been many things that have defined the people of God in 2019. Yep, and that. that is not part of their inheritance in Christ Amen. and the promises of God Amen. for their life. That's right. There has been such a battle for so many in 2019 it has been one of the hardest years for so many the lord showed me that many have felt redefined by the things that have come against them many look in the mirror and see someone different to who was standing there at the beginning of 2019 many have felt negatively redefined by the battle of 2019 but the lord showed me he is coming 
as a mighty warrior and a mighty wind is blowing and will increase over the next few days as we enter into 2020. Amen. That is going to bring definite deliverance. Yay! Definite done or reach decisively with authority. Cinnamon fine. Cinnamon. Cinnamon. <laughs> That's the press oil has cinnamon, cinnamon in it. <laughs> <laughs> You're probably saying, baby. Yes. It's in final. <laughs> uh, give me something beforehand. <laughs> in this encounter, as the wind of his spirit blew strongly and the Lord began to roar over his yes, people, yes, I saw yes. the mighty hand of God come down and remove the roots. The Lord showed me that many have seen the root of the issues that have been coming against them, and he's coming in power to remove the root. Come on. This is the final layer of deliverance that will break the cycle, break the chain, and shift the season for many. The Lord continue to speak. You will enter into 2020 change, and I speak it over every one of us. We are all changed, every single one. I'm just going to seal that real quick yes. because that confirms when that bird came and we had all the women come over and pray and the, the Native First Nations couple, that was it. There was a boar in the room that was going after the roots. Come on, hold up. Yeah. A decade unlike any other decade. This is the defining moment. Yes, the Lord showed me that He roars over His people Hallelujah. in the crossover in 2020, and the roots are uprooted. All of the labels, all the ways that the battle has redefined the people of God, His roar is bringing mighty deliverance from all of those wounds. Lies, yes. weariness, discouragement, yes. etc., and a divine yes. redefinition yes. will take place. I heard the Lord say, expect to see a crossover like never before. And the Lord brings major deliverance in the crossover. There will be a powerful demonstration and revelation of the divine redefinition. Taking place. Amen. God is going to give you such a specific clarity for 2020. You will begin to see the greater ways why the battle was intense in 2019. Because of what is ahead in 2020 and beyond, you will no longer live under the heavy yoke of redefinition from the battle, but you will run in the defined redefinition of a spirit revealing such deep truth to you in Jesus' name. The justice of God will resound loud. Amen. The Lord showed me in his mighty wind of deliverance and the roar of redefinition. The justice of God will resound loudly in the lives of his people. Thank you. In this God. encounter, you, I saw a large footstep over into 2020, and it also completely covered the lives of believers. The Lord spoke to me that this foot represented two things. One, the Lord is trampling the injustice that has taken place in the lives of his people. Thank you, Father. We are his people. Thank you, Father. That's us. Thank you, Father. He is bringing forth a trampling of that injustice as he steps in. I could hear the sound of the Lord stepping in in power. 
there will be a powerful demonstration in the deliverance of the justice of God that manifests when he steps in. Two, I heard the Lord say, my people, as they walk close to me, will take greater strides in 2020. I then saw the Lord's large foot that crossed over in 2020, and upon his feet were little feet, like ch child's feet, <laughs> foot. It was the feet of his children. He spoke, enter into 2020 with childlike faith, trusting me and allowing me to lead you, and you will take, a, take great strides in 2020. I watched as the Lord walked through 2020 and his children standing on his feet as he walked and they were taught, taking the biggest steps and taking the greatest amount of territory in their life. Say yes and amen. Yes and amen. Mighty and powerful alignments of the Lord's justice is going to be seen in the, the crossover in 2020 and beyond. The Lord is calling his people to enter 2020 with great expectation. To move in 2020, abandonment to Jesus and following in the ways of the Holy Spirit is leading with childlike faith. Don't you know that God, the true judge, will grant justice to all his chosen ones who cry out to him night and day? He will pour out his spirit upon them. He will not delay to answer you and give you what you ask for. God will give you swift justice to those who don't give up. So be ever praying, ever expecting, just like the widow was with the judge. Yet when the Son of Man comes back, will he find this kind of persistent faithfulness in his people? Luke 18, 7. Friends, this crossover in 2020 is significant. Say it. Entering into the new decade is life-changing. Yes, amen. Continue to ask, continue to engage with the Lord. Continue to expect God is moving and is about to move in power and bring forth the greatest deliverance of your life. Hallelujah. Raise your faith. Hallelujah. Walk by faith. Hallelujah. And you will, you will not enter 2020 in the same as you stand in faith. <laughs> Favor in the fast lane starting in January. In this mighty deliverance that is taking place, there is a shift into acceleration of God that is going to take place. It is not living life in the fast lane of busyness or doing right. things or trying to make it, things That's right. happen. That's right. It is an acceleration by the hand of God and the lanes he assigns his people to. Yes. New lanes are going to suddenly open up starting in January. New avenues where you're going to find opportunities and assignments that will bring forth the greatest you, demonstration of the acceleration of God that you have ever Jesus seen. In these new lanes, you will see the favor of God in the unprecedented levels. As the major transition and shift took place, I saw people and things in other lanes attempting to cause many to move from these new lanes. I heard the Lord say, stay in your own lane. No matter what others say, no matter what other amazing opportunities yes, or assignments may be presented to you, stay in the lane God has shown you yep. that opens up to you, and you will find great favor and increase. It is so important to stay in your lane and stay true to what the Lord calls you to do and not be swayed by other voices or opportunities. I also heard the Lord say, do not shout. Do not look at my new lane from the mountaintops. Ask the Lord for wisdom and sharing of these, thing, these new lanes. 
be wise and follow the Lord's direction for sharing of these new lanes. The Lord also spoke to me regarding social media and a warning he is releasing yeah, for this new era. Right. I heard the Lord say, be careful to not plaster everything over social media. For some of the new lanes and assignments the Lord will move his people into, some beginning in January, the Lord will give you specific instructions on how to share it and steward it. And one of those things for many will be to not plaster all over social media. Some of these new lanes are assignments from the Lord that must be kept in a secret between you and the Lord mm -hmm. and those directly involved. Yeah. There will be a major purging of hearts that will take place concerning social media in this new era and the Lord inviting his people into a deeper place of learning how to steward his move with greater purity and integrity. Yeah, that's good. Thank you, Lord. We just, we receive this word. Yes. We receive this, Lord. Yes. We just pray, Lord, for wisdom that we know when to speak and when not yes. to speak, when yes. to share and what not to yes. share, and, and who to share our dreams yes. with, Lord. We say, give us that wisdom and help us to be obedient. Yes, Father, as we stand in, in yes. the lane that you have us in, Lord, mm -hmm. we thank you for the doors of opportunities that are opening up for us. And I just decree and declare over everybody right now yes. the favor of the Lord and the obedience and the hearts, the hearts to follow what you've showed us, Lord. And we say yes and amen. 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 I just, yep, and I know I apologize. Thank you for your time. Sticking in me right now. When Sheila was talking about those lanes, I reminded of when people run races and track, what happens you when you get out of your lane? lane? You get disqualified. Thank you. So, you guys, this is a warning, and it's going back to about not putting things on social media because, you know, the issues of pride can come up. I'm one who doesn't put stuff on Facebook. I'm just, that's just not my thing. But we have to be careful because God sees what we're doing. Yeah. He knows our hearts. And I'm not saying that not to be excited and everything, but just use wisdom because when we go get in out of our lane, we get disqualified. That's so good. Yeah. Okay, so Father God, we seal these things in Jesus' name. We thank you for everyone here. We ask that you would loose your holy angels to bring every single word to pass in our lives in Jesus' name. Fill us now with the wisdom and the understanding and the revelation and the discernment and the grace to remain in your perfect timing. We call everyone in this room, everyone in the city, everyone in your body, corporately, in this state and in the nation and nations, into your Kairos timing for 2020 in Jesus' name. If you receive that, say amen. 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 Thank Thank you for listening today. Take a moment and ask Holy Spirit what He wants you to do with what you've learned. And remember, with God all things are possible. So keep dreaming, keep praying, and simply obey. Because God is good and He has good plans for you. You can subscribe to our blogs, learn about our speakers, and even hear from one of our team members how you can take part in transforming a city your city with Christ. There's no time like the present. Visit ShekinahOnline.com. If this doesn't excite you, watch for our new and God-inspired product line, a newly released book by Stephanie Butler, more testimonies from our listeners like you, working to bring unity in cities across the world. If you feel led to support our podcast, you may do so on our Shekinah.com website. 
or if you would like to support us monthly, there is a link labeled Listener Support on every podcast. Until next time, we thank you, we love you, have a blessed day.